I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning. Oh, are we on? Yeah, we are on. I just didn't hear myself in my headset. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Tom Neubauer. He's Dan Bush. And, of course, uh, we got Nick Bodie on the boards, as usual. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. And if you want to join us on the crazy train you can get your ticket punched real easily. All you got to do is call us at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. We talk about a lot of stuff, but especially hunting and fishing. And uh, good morning, Danny. Good morning, Nick. Morning. Morning. Uh, hey, uh, we got a we got an email here, which is pretty interesting. I, I guess we can start the show with it. Should we start the show with it or not? Let's start the show with oh, an email. Tom. All right. Oh, and by the way, folks, uh, you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. This email comes from Edwardsburg, Michigan. This is from Marty in Michigan. He says, hey, guys, I was just curious how you fish mini mites. Do you, tr- do you just... Tie them under a slip bobber? Do you use any bait on them? Thank you. I was listening to you, or I listened to you from Edwardsburg, Michigan. Uh, you have a great show. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks, Marty. Well, you got to realize, first of all, Marty, there's mini mites. By the way, I do have your numbers. Oh, time. I got them at home for you. But you at I think, home? Yeah, what do you wait, mean? You didn't need then them right now. you don't have them for me. You don't need them I right have them now. For you. Yeah, you don't need them right now. Yeah, checks in the mail. <laughs> Uh, you got to realize, Marty, that there's three sizes of mini mites. The mini mite one, two, and three. That's a 32nd ounce, a 16th ounce, and an eighth ounce. And the size of the plastic, of course, goes up with each one. Um, the the mini mite one, well, Danny's used this now, and he knows what to do with it. If the water is shallow, use a bobber. <laughs> you don't need a slip bobber. You know, early spring of the year, you know, you're fishing in two, three, four, five feet of water. You don't. You know, use a, a, a float on it, no big deal. But I would recommend squirting some baitmate garlic scent on it. It 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 helps. Those panfish like garlic. So anyway, and and just put it under a float. Now in the summertime, once the bluegills and the, excuse me and the crappies and that have moved out, you don't need a float. 
Uh, just cast it along deep weed line edges, cast it along boat docks if you want, cast it uh, mainly the deep weed line edges, and uh, you'll catch fish. You don't need a float on that, though. Um, also, uh, when you yeah. when you tie it, yeah. make sure you tie it and adjust the knot periodically so it's hanging exactly vertically. You mean horizontally? I mean horizontally. Yeah, horizontally. Yeah, horizontally. Yeah. Good tip, Danny. Yeah, got it. Really should be horizontal. You got to have yeah. it horizontal. Um, you don't necessarily need a slip float. You can if you got no. a teeny tiny little round little bobber yeah. in shallow water. That's typically yeah, that's what I'll use need. with yeah. kids, yeah. and just set it a couple feet or just below a little bit. Typically, if there's panfish out there, um, as soon as it hits the water is normally when you're going to get get bit because they're going to come rushing They come over. rushing in and yeah. grab it. Um, and then if it if if there's a little wave action going that actually helps it yeah. kind of bounce up and down. Yeah. And then if if you don't get anything just wind it slow, let it stop, let it stop. Um, but if you don't get bit right away, Wind in and chuck out another cast. Yeah. Don't let it sit out there forever. It just seems like you're better off uh, casting and immediately getting a hit. And Tom is right. Uh, last year, Ron Johnson, the, our bass pro, my buddy, came up. We were fishing right off our my pier there by uh, Pewaukee. And it did seem to make a difference where if we quit getting bit for a while to just spray some of the bait made on there mm-hmm. to jazz it up again and juice it up a little... It did seem to recharge it. Yeah, it. Yeah, it. It, it, it seemed to make. Well, you and I went. Yeah. Well, let's put years it this ago, way. Stood it, out there. It can't hurt. It sure doesn't hurt. Yeah, no. it doesn't hurt. And then when it comes to the mini my twos, they're just a little bit bigger, and that would be for like bigger perch, bigger crappies. Uh, if you fish down south, uh, you know it's a good one to use because they're a little bit bigger down there. You go to that Kentucky Barkley Lake. Their their average crappie is like one of our really big ones up here. You know so. It's good that, and the mini my three is is more so now. Danny's going to be using some up at uh, the Bay of Green Bay for the smallmouth. Going to try it. You're going to try those up there. So uh, you know there, you know there's three different sizes for three different usage, you know different sizeless fish or whatever. But basically, they're made for panfish, the the, the little ones, the mini mite ones, and uh, but I'll tell you, over the years. Bass will suck them I, in, I'm too. I'm just trying to think, Danny, of a fish in Wisconsin, inland waters, that I have not caught. Catfish. No, I got a catfish on one mm. in the mouth. I got a carp on one in the mouth. Bullhead? I got bullhead on one in the mouth. Uh, mm. I've even caught some trout on them a, in the uh, mouth. Uh, lawyer I don't think slash I, eel pout slash. Okay, lawyer, lawyer, I have never caught one on. There you go. There's one I have not caught one on. But, you know, all your main species like musky, northern, walleye, bass, smallmouth, largemouth, whatever, I've caught one I'm just by accident, you know, fishing for panfish. They come cruising by, and it's, I think, you know what I think it's like to them? Hmm. You go to a restaurant, you have a nice meal, you're coming out, you're paying the check, and they got that little bowl of mints. Yep. You have a little mint before I just you leave. Grab you a know, toothpick. Or, okay, maybe a tooth. Maybe the fish think but it's I a toothpick. But I don't eat it. But. <laughs> But the thing is, it's just that some a little morsel that just happens to be there. They can suck it in, and no big deal. And it's like it's just amazing the number of different fish you'll catch on it, you know. But mainly for bluegills, perch, and crappie. And you can, uh, if you don't have a float, you can just cast it on out with real light tackle in line yeah. and just kind of let it sink on down. And yeah. typically, when it first hits the water and sinking on down. 
that's when you'll get bit. And you can work it back slow, a little deeper yeah. water. So you don't necessarily have to have a float. No, you don't have to. But in shallow water, it's, it seems to work good. It, it's it's almost better because you got usually got weeds around in that. So you're going to keep it in the zone yeah. longer yeah, as exactly. opposed to sinking on down. Right, and constantly reeling it back, yeah. So. And I think that little wave action with oh, the bobber yeah. bouncing up yeah. and down. And I'll tell you, that garlic, my son Chris and I did a test, Danny. Uh, it, this is a number of years ago. We did a test with the mini mites. We had one without garlic on it and one with. And we, ca- and we had them set. It was the same color mini mite. Set at the same depth, okay, and we threw them out like they were within like two or three feet of each other. Gotcha. The garlic one would always go down first. The bobber, we'd, we'd get a fish on that one first all the time. Now, we would catch them on the one without it, but that's only when the garlic one wasn't in the water next to it. If that garlic one was in the water, they'd bite that one first. It didn't fail. One thing and, uh, we did not answer for him is yeah. can you tip it with something? Oh, yeah. I would, this is what I recommend. If the water's under 55 degrees, tip it with a waxworm. Because let's face it, Danny, a lot of guys like to get out early. You know, they get that itch right away. It's in April. The water's pretty cold, but it's open water. I want to go out. Let's go. Right. Yeah, then under 55, I'd tip it with a waxy. After, if it's over 55, no, you don't have to tip it with anything. And I haven't, I'll tell you, it's been a long time since I used live bait for panfish. <laughs> I mean, I've been using those darn things since I think about 1993, something like that. And oh, and by the way, Marty, uh, as far as colors go, I like the orange bodied one or the white bodied one, pink head, white body, or uh, chartreuse head, uh, orange body. Those two are my two favorites, but that doesn't mean other ones don't catch fish. I know I've talked to other guys that say their favorite color on a certain lake is a, you know, some other color, you know, and I've heard that from guys around the state, you know, so I guess it all depends on the lake you're fishing. And I, I think that's why they make a lot of different colors. Um, you never know what's going to, what's going to work. Well, that's a nice thing about them. It's not like you're buying a a $20 musky bait where you're just going to pick one color after yeah, yeah. stare. Right. But, and you got to take an hour to decide because it's costing <laughs> you 20 bucks, and you're not going to buy five yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, and, and, um, and as far as equipment, I what, I what I recommend, now it doesn't mean you have to do it, I like instead of an ultralight action rod, I like a light action at least, at least six feet long, preferably six and a half or seven feet, light action, four-pound test. That's what I would recommend. I mean, that light action, a little bit longer rod with that fast tip, you can really zip that, uh, the original Minimite one, you know, the small one, you can really zip it out there a ways with that little bit longer rod right. and a fast tip. But with the light action, you got a little bit of little bit of strength in the butt section in case you do get something decent on. Uh, if you have an ultralight, uh, like one of those like, like little five, five and a half foot ultralights, you might not get the bigger fish in. Yeah, you bring up a <laughs> good know. point, Tom, because when we think of panfish, that little five-foot rod, we're like, oh, that's all I need. Well, yeah, that's all you need to pull them in. But you're not getting the rod to pull them in. You're making getting the rod to help you fish more effectively. And a longer rod, yeah. like you said, you can cast further with it. And not only that, but a 
especially if there's a little breeze and you get a little bow in the line, the longer rod picks up that slack quicker to set the hook right? instead of the shorter rod. Especially sometimes yeah. if you don't have a float, you cast out, and all of a sudden you see the line just move to the side yeah. a little bit. Oh. You want to pick up line as quick as possible. Right, because you know you got to bite then. <laughs> you got that little, little twitch in the line. Because, yeah, you know, funny thing is, a lot of times you don't feel the bite. But you see your line to it, kind of like with bass fishing. You don't feel it all the time. Sometimes you just see your line move. Right. That in a way it shouldn't be moving. <laughs> you know, like, like against the wind. Yeah, yeah, against the wind, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Okay. All right. Well, you know, I hope. I think we answered that question. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope we get uh, uh, a report on any uh, rivers that are open. Now, big Big, Big Dave Olson went up. He was up at the Fox. He said he had to watch out for ice flows, but it was open in most of the areas. You know, down just down from the dam. Right. But uh, that should be a lot better now. And I'm just wondering if, like the Rock River, the Wisconsin River, you know, those. I wonder if any of those are open now. Maybe somebody will give us a call and tell us. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. So you don't have one of your vaunted bridge reports. No. Yet? <laughs> no, I don't. Get out and take I don't a wanna, drive, I Bob. don't want to take a drive. I got. I got. As a matter have of fact, a, this week I should take. Have a, a cup drive. of coffee and have a smoke while you take your drive. <laughs> have your arm hanging out, <laughs> yeah. flicking off the flicking off the ashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take care of that. That's what you need there. All right. Well, listen, we're going to be right back, folks. We got to take a short break. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number. Email us live at CEO guys at yahoo.com. Uh, okay, Nick, take us away from, uh, on, well, we are here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. To our listeners, near and far, if you're in Michigan, if you're in Kansas, or if you're in Arizona or wherever, and speaking of Kansas, yeah, we got we somebody got, on the line. Yeah, we got Kean on the line. Good morning, Kean. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys? Hey, great. How you doing? I am doing finer yeah. frogs here, but seven ways and sanded around the edges. Oh, well, that's hey. nice. Nice and smooth, at least. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on in your neck of the world? Well, our archery season for turkeys uh, starts here a week from Monday. Yeah. And so I'm going to get up here bright and early, and I'm going to go out and uh, scout some turkeys, see if I can find them coming off the roost. Yeah. Have you ever shot one with a bow? Oh, yeah, I have. I've shot yeah. uh, the majority of my turkey I've sh- I shoot with a bow. I, I do most of my stuff um, with a bow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a little bit more difficult than with a shotgun, I guess. <laughs> It is. Uh, you know, I used to live in Nebraska, and we've had this conversation before, and, and there we have um, hybrids of uh, Rios and Merriams. And uh, so here in Kansas, we've got um, Easterns and Rios. So I've got about, I think I've got two or three left before my Grand Slam with a bow, so hopefully I, uh, here in about a week I can I can knock off a Rio off my list. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Yeah, because there's all kinds. I've read articles. There's all kinds of species of turkeys all over, you know, or types. And I guess that's kind of the thing to do then, try and get each whatever, subspecies or whatever you'd call it. Right, right. But if I get the Rio, I've got an Eastern 
I need to get an Osceola, and you got to go down to Florida to get one of those. So. <laughs> which uh, which is the biggest one? Is there uh, Eastern. the Eastern? Yeah, yeah, that's what you guys have primarily up there. Yeah, uh, right. I've seen some big ones. And what's the what's the toughest one to get? I mean, are some well, a little bit more wily than others? Yeah, Easterns and in, in Rios tend to be a lot more wily. The and I hate to say this, but the Merriams, which are are very beautiful because they've got the you know, their their edge of their their fan uh, is white. I mean, it's bleach white. And they're pretty stupid. Which is <laughs> they're pretty stupid. Hey, where, where can I go hunt me some of those? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I go to Arnold, Nebraska, I'm leaving actually around the 13th. Uh, yeah, we like uh, them, we like them stupid animals. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like mule deer versus a, a whitetail, obviously. Uh, okay. Stupid, the stupid turkeys. <laughs> All right. So, well, good luck to you, Kian. We hope I, you, I appreciate it. Yeah, we hope you get one of those. Let yeah, us know us if you get call. it. Yeah, let I'll, us know uh, if you I'll, get it. I'll keep informed. Email, right. email the CEO guys at yahoo.com, and you can include the picture. Yeah, we want to see it. a picture. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks. Take care, man. Right, see you, Ian. Okay, bye yep, now. Thanks. Okay, we, we got another email here. Wow, and they're this, coming in hot and heavy today. Well, this one we're going to let Nick answer because this comes from. What's, what's he know? He went I'll, to UW Oshkosh, I'll, for God's I'll, sake. I'll hey, tell you careful. what. I'll D3 tell you what. national champs, UW Oshkosh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, this is from Casey in Arizona. Hey. He says. Doesn't he the, have a band? Yeah, the Sunshine Band. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is the show still going to be uploaded to the Apple Store podcasts? The show from the 16th and the 23rd are not available through Apple Store. Love listening to the show here in Arizona. Well, thanks, Casey. We appreciate that. Nick? Uh, Casey, so I did double-check on that. Uh, we do not, you know, we're not directly affiliated with uh, Apple Podcast. Like, I, I don't upload it directly to the Apple Podcast site, but where I do always upload it and can guarantee that all the shows will be on perfectly is 1057fmthefan.com. Like I'm always saying in my updates, folks, just yeah. 1057fmthefan.com. And as soon as you go to the homepage, there's going to be a tab that says On Demand. Type in On Demand, go down to Cutting Edge Outdoors Show, click that, and that'll take you. Yeah, I just double-checked it every show every, every show since I've been working with you guys. Yeah, and it'll say first hour or second hour. Yep, yep, yep. We, we split up by hour. So I did double-check on that sometimes. You know, I don't really know what happens. Just an, an upload goes a little bit weird with yeah. the Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher. But if you need a place to guaranteed find them, 1057fmthefan.com, and also a great source for Bucks coverage, Brewers coverage, anything you need. Yeah, and so, not only that, but... He could listen to us live on uh, on what app is that one? Same thing, 1057fmthefan.com. You can listen on there or the radio.com app. There you, there you go, Casey. Another great answer. So you mean yeah. those shows that from way back when are like archived. So if I said something really stupid... It's on record that yeah, it can never. But it only goes it's out back, there forever. It only, it only goes back so far, though. Well, yeah, I mean, we we, we don't we only have so much system memory yeah. there, Danny. I don't know how many servers. Is there a it sunset maybe, clause on our? Was it about a year on back? our ridiculous comments? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's about a year, right? Something uh, like that. I deny no, I or, ever or said less. that. I think you can find it all on there. I was just saying we probably don't have enough room for all Danny's stupid comments. On oh, there. that way. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. I like that, Nick. Kidding. Hey, <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're getting picked on right away this morning. Yeah, right away. Uh, but anyway, I was asking Danny a question uh, earlier. I said, uh, the guy from Michigan and this guy from Arizona, I wonder if they're transplants. 
Or where did they hear the show from? You know, how did they first hear about the show? You know, I just out of curiosity, you know. Well, Tom, anyway. social networking, word of mouth. They, we do have that billboard with our pictures oh. on I-94. We got another email at CEOguys at Yahoo.com. It says here, so, this is from uh, Ray. So, do you all go out for breakfast before or after the show? <laughs> no. <laughs> well. Definitely not before. There have been some times when oh, yeah, we did after. Yeah, there's, it bounces around maybe. Once every six months maybe. Yeah, something Yeah, then like maybe that. Tom and I'll do that. But yeah. I, I normally like to, you know, just drive right down the road to the Experience Fitness. and right. Work I, out quick, being as right. I'm right down the road. Right. And I like go and see my grandkids for about a half an hour before I go into shirt. Or I go home and take a power nap because I had to get up at 4 o'clock for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, we really don't make a habit of it. When, when John was around, we did a little bit more often. I mean, not a lot, but every now and then. Do you remember John's pancakes? No. John would. John Lehman would get our – that was our – our, uh, what would you call him? Fearless like the leader. captain of the ship. Fearless leader. Yeah, fearless leader. He was like, uh, what's his name uh, in Bullwinkle? Uh, <laughs> what we do now, fearless leader. Yeah. Uh, oh, Natasha. Natasha and, was uh, Boris. Boris. Was Boris. 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 Boris Karlina, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, who was their fearless leader? Did we ever? He was just named fearless leader. That was it. Fearless leader. Did was we ever fearless... actually see fearless leader? Or did we? I hear don't him? think so. You saw him in the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie because they got oh, Robert De Niro to play him, but I never saw that. Cartoon. Okay. Fearless. Then you go, what we do now, fearless yeah. leader? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, John would get pancakes, Nick, okay? And on top of these pancakes would be, and, and Danny, throw in a few if I forget some. I okay. know there was like peanut butter, ice cream, whipped topping, caramel, uh, there might have been some berries in there. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. And it was this big, oh, and bananas. I mean, there was this big pile of stuff on top of these pancakes. It was like a, it was like a hot fudge. It, oh, I think there might have been hot fudge in there, too. Oh, my god! It was like a hot fudge <laughs> sundae on top of pancakes. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, and he ate every bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just so, went into insulin shock from yeah, exactly, that exactly. Yep. It was, it was, yeah, it was something else. That was different. So uh, anyway. we do have somebody on the line. Guys. What do you got? Oh, geez. Uh, we got a call from Pewaukee, Our friend Nick. Our friend Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not on the, just dropped there. He, well, your friend Nick almost got himself a deer this morning. Really? I did. I was coming down the road, and a uh, nice big doe right out in the middle of the road for me. <laughs> Where? Uh, coming up uh, West Grand Ave, just like a block and a really? half away from the station. Yep. Really? Yep. So my reflexes were quick. I didn't wind up taking yeah. one home this well, morning. Well, you're still young. You got those cat-like reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> when I was driving up, before I turned into the station parking lot, two of them ran across the road just on the other side of the station here. It'd be like, what, half a block away, not even, you know? Yep. Ran well, across the road. Over here on uh, Highway 100, just uh, just down the road over here, there's actually, uh, before you hit Layton, if you're heading yeah. this direction and before you hit Layton, mm-hmm. there's actually a crosswalk. Uh, there where the joggers go running. Yeah. Oh, from, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. one trail and then into the, I guess, the park over yeah. there. Well, the deer seem to think it's their crosswalk too. So you got to watch that area because frequently early mornings you'll see a deer go bolting across. I'm going to, I'm going to ask Nick to look something up when we're in this next commercial break. 
Nick, have you ever heard there was a uh, this happened a few years back, number of years back, Danny. You, you I'm sure you remember this, where this lady uh, called a Minnesota radio station, and she was dead serious, and she said she wanted to know. Uh, because they were talking about being careful hitting deer on the road. She says, well, why do they put those deer crossings in places where there's a lot of traffic? Why don't they put them in areas where there's less traffic for the deer to cross? <laughs> Honest to God. Now, when, 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 when we're during a, this next commercial break, look that up. A lady calling the Minnesota radio station about deer crossings. It yeah. is hilarious. And she was dead serious. And she, she was very confused why they didn't put these signs someplace else so the deer wouldn't get hit. Well, with that, we'll go to a break. Come While on. you're at it, you can look for the one where the the German guy oh, has the slingshot. The slingshot. And you hear him talking, okay, next we are going to try the bottle. And all of a sudden, it bounces back. And all you hear is, whap, whoop, oop, oop. And then oh. he's going, oh, Well, there's a oh, video oh. of it. Hits him right in the head, bleeding yeah. like crazy. The video is kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> but it is kind of funny. But the sound effects. But it the sound funny. effects of the guy, yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, coming up next, folks, is the gut report. And don't forget, after the 645 break, we will be playing the Hornschwaggle, brought to you by Carl's Country Markets in Menominee Falls on the corners of Pilgrim and Silver Spring. So we got all that coming up. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to be giving away some mini my twos and threes today and a subscription for a one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine we're going to give away, too. Are they really going to get the mini mites, or are they like mine? They're, they're no, they at get your their, place. They, I'm going to get them eventually. No, they get theirs right away. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back with more, folks. Stay tuned. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Do you like avocados? I like avocados. And here's one way I like to use them. Ah, there's a lot of different ways to use them, but try this. You, if you like avocados, this is really good. Maybe you've already done it. Get a piece of toast. Take your avocado and mash it up really good. Spread it on the toast. little salt and pepper. Delicious. Simple, basic, easy, really good. But you want to liven it up a little bit? Dice a little. Put some diced tomatoes on it. That's good, too. Or... Fry up some bacon and crumble some bacon on top of it, too. Oh, boy, we could put all kinds of things on there that would make it delicious. But if you just want something simple and easy, mash that avocado, spread it on the toast, a little salt and pepper. It is good. Discount uh, discount liquor. Here we go. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. But uh, don't go there to find look for avocados. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Missing is all that's going on there. Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you. Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um... I've, I've tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to play with this. So that's so why I'm calling you guys. What's, okay, the, um, what's the issue? Well, <clears throat> over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well... 
My frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Departments of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Why are we mm-hmm. encouraging deer to cross at the interstate? I don't get it. That's such a high traffic area. I mean, you, you know, I understand that deer are wild animals and they need to travel across the streets occasionally to survive and now, of course, to find food, but um, it seems to me that so irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, you think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, Smaller towns, maybe during a like at a at a school crossing, that's would it would be a safer place for them to, to cross. Wait, you know, put the deer crossing sign. You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there. It's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population. The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it? On the highway or the interstate, you know? I mean, God, there are so many other places I can think of than putting the deer crossing signs on, on busy highways right. and interstates. You seem to be under the... <laughs> seems to be under the idea that the deer are only going to cross for their signs, that they can read them. <laughs> years ago, I... <laughs> years ago, well, up north in the old days... Dad's been taking me north since the 60s, but many times you'd see like a big shotgun slug hole. Oh, yeah. Right through one of those deer Deer on the, you know, sign, which obviously is not a safe idea to do. (laughs) No. Uh, But then another time I saw one that somebody had written under promises, promises. (laughs) (laughs) That actually, folks, that clip was a real live clip from a radio station in Minnesota. What? Yeah, I do want to say, uh, we do want to give credit, of course. Thank you so much to the Y94 Morning Playhouse, all the way out. Very, very cold in, uh, I think it looks like they're in North Dakota on 90. Oh, North Dakota. Uh, 93.7 FM in uh, Fargo. So courtesy, in Fargo. courtesy uh, of uh, them. Thank, thank yeah. you very much. All right, good job there, yeah. producer. And that was a, a number of years back, and she was she was dead serious. Got to move Misunderstanding those. that the deer are. Oh, there you, 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 she really wanted those signs moved to safer places for the deer to cross. Oh, goodness me. Oh, oh my oh. goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, and, here, and, and she's probably old enough to vote. Here, I got a, <laughs> I got a picture here uh, of a yeah. turkey. Yeah, of a turkey. And it's not you. Okay, uh, thank you. <laughs> but he was just talking... Uh, Keenan. Keenan was just talking about the most beautiful turkey. And the, here's a picture of... The Miriam? Now, here's one uh, uh, from uh, Mexico Yeah, called the Goulds, G-O-U-L-D-S. Goulds? Goulds. Goulds, yeah. Didn't they have a gym, Goulds gym? Yeah. Here we go. Take a look at these pictures of these beautiful birds, man. See that. Actually, that was Gold's Gym. 
It was gold, actually. Oh, wow. I they, know that, you bonehead. Oh, okay, you were joking. <laughs> I didn't know you were joking. You know, it's like my gold, wife. Jim. What? My wife is what, not a... What, do you a, think I'm stupid or something? No, my wife is not a humorous person. answer pers- that yeah. question. My wife is not a humorous person. Really? Is she all and serious all the yes, time? Yes, yes. And when you? she makes a joke, I don't know she's joking, and then... And then then she'll say, oh, you laugh at your stuff, you don't laugh at mine. I said, well, I didn't know you were joking, you know. Does she have the same problem that we have then, you laughing at your own jokes? Well, no, she doesn't laugh at her own, That's, though. We sh- I'd have a talk with her. Yeah. Uh, you laughing at your jokes. Well, that's because they're funny to, no, to me. And, to no, me. and nobody else <laughs> in the room. That is a pretty turkey. Got that blue head. And, and look the at the white, white lines. I yeah. mean, there's several several rings of them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I, that's pretty I, cool. I looking. think I'm going to retire yeah. and drive out, shoot one of those huh? to Mexico and shoot a turkey. But then you'd have to have the taxidermy. Which ones were the stupid ones he was talking about? Miriam, I think they called them. Miriam. Miriam. Turkey. Yeah. I wonder why like in, with the genetics, the Miriam turkeys evolved. Where they were the dumb ones of the bunch. Yeah, I don't know because normally turkeys are fairly intelligent. I've heard. Wouldn't you, you know? think that the that the stupid ones would have evolved where there weren't many predators? Maybe there weren't as many. Um, I don't know coyotes or foxes or guys sitting with turkey calls going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of turkeys, my uh, one of my brother in laws used to have uh, like a mini farm, and he raised a bunch of different things. One of them was turkeys. And uh, there was one of them called Deadeye because it had a cross beak and one eye that was blind, okay? But this, but he raised it in the house because of the cross beak. And, you know, if one of the turkeys has got a problem, the other turkeys will pick it when they're little, you know, and they'll kill it basically. So he raised that one in the house until it could fend for himself. And this thing... It adored my brother-in-law. It followed him everywhere. And then my brother-in-law would have one of those red handkerchiefs out of the back of his gosh-bagosh bib overhauls, you know. And the turkey would pull it out of the back of his pocket, and it'd run, around, it'd run away a little bit, and then it would turn and look. He was waiting for him to chase him, like a, kind of playing like a dog, you know. So my brother-in-law would chase him, and he'd run away from him. Then he'd stop. He'd look at him again, you know. The turkey would look at my brother-in-law, come on, chase me some more. Eventually, he would let my brother-in-law catch him, and he'd take his handkerchief back, stick it back in his pocket, and the turkey would always try to get that handkerchief you, and play with him. He, he was a very fun bird. Do you think you could train that turkey to retrieve ducks or pheasants <laughs> or something? I don't know about that. <laughs> but Deadeye was a it was a nice bird. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny how it would uh, it would just follow them around. The so other like, the other turkeys didn't couldn't care less, so like but this the, one liked them. The domestic Deadeye turkey, that's like a big that's like a white turkey, right? No, no, these were they look like turkeys. Well, they all look they, <laughs> like turkey, I mean, all turkeys look but, like turkeys, no, Tom. I mean it wasn't white, it was like your turkeys that you see out there. I mean it was more it dark more like in color. Dark, it was more dark in color. When I picture but, turkeys on a farm, I picture white Feathered turkeys. No, these this these weren't. These were dark. Yeah, they were dark. Maybe I've never been to a turkey farm, so I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But that's and he also raised like guinea hens, How which many? were a pain to pluck. Maybe one of our listeners know what color are turkeys? What what color are domestic turkeys? Anybody ever been to a turkey farm before? I don't know. Maybe because like, well, chickens can be like. All kinds of different colors. Yeah, they right? can be different colors. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And some can be nice and some and roosters. Roosters, some of them can be really mean. Really mean. Yeah. Well, here's my dad grow, growing up on the farm there, up on that palatial estate up there in Douglas County, which I now am the wealthy owner of. Um, anyway... He uh, was laying under a tree one day as a kid, and all of a sudden he felt something smack the back of his head. Mm-hmm. And he reached up, and uh, his his head was bleeding. And his initial thought was that he'd been hit by a bullet or something. Yeah. And then he turned and looked, and there's the big old rooster running away. Uh, so the rooster had come running out, on up and whacked Pecked him in, in the yep. head. So yeah. he ran the rooster down and grabbed it by the neck, and put it in a gunny sack, and then took the gunny sack and dunked it in the cold well water for a little bit and gave him a little bit of the waterboard treatment. <laughs> then he took the gunny sack and spun it around his head and threw it as far as he could. Yeah. And he launched that rooster, and it hit the ground, and it came out of the bag running. He said that rooster never messed with him again. <laughs> I guess that's what you can do how to roosters. How to cure, how to break your rooster of bad pecking habits. Yeah, bad habits. I well, won't tell you about the time he shot his aunt's cat because he found it on the table eating butter. <laughs> he found it on the table. He said it was straddling the butter and like it wanted to make a move, but it didn't know which way to go because it was caught. So he took it out in the woods and put it on a stump and shot it. And then his mother was, my grandma was really, really upset because it was his aunt's cat that they were watching. So she said, you got to write your aunt and tell her you shot her cat. So he wrote her, she was in Minneapolis, he wrote her a nice letter, said, Dear Aunt Margaret, I shot your cat. (laughs) (laughs) But any cat I find on the table eating butter is going to get shot. Love, Lloyd. There there you go. Aunt Margaret never put dad in the will. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Shot your cat. Uh, All right, folks, coming up next is the Hornschwaggle. Butter was hard to come by those days. You can't have the cat eating people food. Uh, The Hornschwaggle is coming up. 799-1250 is the phone number if you want to be a contestant and win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Markets in Menominee Falls. Yeah, and if you if you have won in the last month, give somebody else a chance to win. Yeah, we got um, a list, and uh, we'll we're be... checking it twice. Yeah, we'll definitely be checking it twice. So. I don't think... Uh, did, was it Rocky last he, week? He lost last week. <laughs> yeah, he hey, did Rocky, not win. You can try again, Rocky, if you want, and we'll see if we can do yeah. it. Little so, better. Yeah. So anyway, folks, uh, we'll be right back. We're going to be playing that Hornschwaggle. Win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market there in Menominee Falls on the corners of Pilgrim and Silver Spring, which, by the way, they now have live bait. Nightcrawlers, redworms, leafworms, and waxworms. So if you're looking for it, they got it. We'll be right back with more on Sports Radio 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening, everybody. 799-1250. If you got a fishing report, bridge report, like if you drove over a bridge, saw some boats, you can give us an up-to-date report. And um, 
Right now, however, we have our uh, Hornswoggle segment, and our contestant, I believe, is Nick. How are you doing, Nick? Good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, today? good morning, Doing Nick. good. Say hi to your father for me there. I haven't seen him for a while. Hey, um, I will. I will. here we go. Um, so you know how this works. And yep. uh, we'll start out with turkeys. Being as I'm looking at Nick and Tom here, and I can't help but think of turkey. Um, there are many species of turkeys, but the largest is the Mongolian desert turkey. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Nick. All right. All right. The largest strain of largemouth bass is the Kodiak bass. Which is found up in the Alaskan region. Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. <laughs> All right. You're a oh, winner. Let's see boy. if you would have got the other one here. Bats All and right. swallows are helpful because they eat small insects. True. True. All right. Hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. All there right. There we go. All right, Nick. So what you're going to get is uh, we'll, get, we'll mail out your a, uh, deluxe $10 certificate to Carl's okay. Con- Country Meats. Uh, bring your checkbook when you go on out there, and because uh, you, you'll buy lots of stuff. Sure. Well, uh, a quick report for you guys, if you want. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I got a call from my cousins yesterday that live up in Waiwiga, Fremont, and they said if I can get up there today or tomorrow, they've already been limiting out, rivers um, open, and it's going to be a hot weekend for walleye. Really? Wow, that's great. Yeah. It's open Pretty there, lovely. huh? Wow. Oh, yeah. Limit limiting out, they're fishing from a boat, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I imagine there'll be a lot of meatheads out there though. Oh, you can <laughs> you can, you can walk across the river. Walk oh. across the boat. So yeah. that's crazy. I guess get out there early, get your limit, and get out of there. That's exactly right. If you get up there this weekend, you should be fine. All right. Nobody yeah. knows about it. So Cool. Now well, they do. Now they, now do, they do. We just told the whole world, Nick, because you know how many listeners we have. So, yeah. Thanks there'll, for there'll the report. A, there'll be seven extra there'll people be, up people there. People are driving from five different states right now. They're packing their van in Kansas, Arizona, Michigan. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Nick. Take care, Nick. All right. Take care. Take care, man. Bye now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, Nick let the cat out of the bag. You know. He let the cat out of the Doesn't bag. Doesn't your brother fish from that bridge up there? Is that by way of Uyghur? What bridge is that? He, that he fishes fish? the um, uh, is it the Winnie County Bridge. Winnie County Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He hasn't. He don't give me any reports either. Do you want to know why? Because you tell everybody. He goes, oh yeah, I'm going to tell you, and then you can blab it all over your yeah. radio station <laughs> down there. <laughs> yep. I've I've got a few friends that say that to me too. That say I'm not telling you, you know what's going on because you'll repeat it on the show, and I'll say, well, yeah, you know. But if you don't want me to say anything, just say don't say anything, and I won't. I know musky anglers that they will pump you for information like you wouldn't believe. And then if you've seen a big fish mm-hmm. and you let them know where you saw it, the very next day when you go to go to your spot, you'll see their boat parked yeah. right on it. Oh, speaking of that, did you hear about those two monster mus- muskies caught in Minnesota? They didn't say what lake. Both of them. Could have been uh, uh, Minnesota state records. I caught them accidentally ice fishing. One was 59 inches. The other one was 62 inches. And they were heavy looking. You they saw were, pictures of yeah, them? Yeah, I saw two caught pictures of them. At, how do you get something like that through uh, the ice? He must have had 10-inch holes because these things were pigs. I mean, you'd have to. Yeah. Jeez, you'd almost need a 12-inch hole. You'd yeah. almost have to be 
Yeah, they were big. Uh, Ron had them on his uh, when I was out at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, getting ready for the opener on the, I think it's the twenty eighth or twenty ninth. What the the the, sat, the Saturday before opening day, a week before opening day, were open. But anyway, he had them on his smartphone. Some lady that he knows up there sent him a, a, a message with the photos, and these were two. You you couldn't tell which was which because there was only three inches separating. But at that size. They were just monstrous and heavy, too, heavy-looking. I wonder, however, though, Tom, like most things you receive over the Internet, that— Oh, this was a e- email to him. Not It wasn't just something posted on the Even Internet. email. It's, it's the John Lehman factor, where I would tell him I caught a 45-inch muskie, go in, I'm using the bathroom. As I'm walking out the door, he's telling some guys <laughs> who just walked in that a guy just got a 47-inch muskie. By the time I went to use the bathroom and walked out the door, my own muskie had grown two, three inches. And anytime people send information out, they don't tend to, you know, downplay it. Vet. Yeah. Vet. Well, vet means to... To, well, to vet somebody, you mean? Vet is when you search for the truth and you vet, you... you Learn a big word, Tom. See if there's any problems. You you, you look to make sure if there is truth in what you you are hearing. I know what what vetting is. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Yes, you do. You were the one who thought Gould's Gym over there. No, that was a Gould turkey, but it's called Gold's Gym. Oh, yeah. And you knew that, though. But I knew that. Um, So, So anyway, I'm just saying that maybe it wasn't 62 and 59. Maybe it was 52. I, I don't know. 50. Well, if you saw the – maybe if Ron's listening, maybe he could email that to CEO guys at yahoo.com and then I'd show you. Maybe you know, the big one – people are have probably all forgotten about the big one that was caught, I believe, in uh, Little Sturgeon years ago. And this was – Oh, be- yeah, I remember that. This was right at the cusp of when the musky fishery was going to be discovered and take off on the Bay of Green Bay because they had planted the muskies prior. People knew they were there. They were incidentally, once in a while, a guy would catch a 20-pounder trolling in the Menominee River in the spring for walleyes. Uh, But they really weren't the big thing like they are now. But a guy had got a 55-pound through the ice in Little Sturgeon. And the story I heard was his hole wasn't big enough. And so he had some guys come help him, and they kind of chiseled the hole and got it out. And then he took took it to his home in Fond du Lac. And somehow there was a picture. He he weighed it on a uh, uh, bathroom scale, and it weighed fifty five pounds on a bathroom scale uh-huh. after the fact. And there, it, it, it's enormous. It's there's a picture of him that was circulated in magazines where he's holding this muskie up, and it's kind of funny because they got like his eyes, you know, his face blacked out, you know, yeah. because oh, yeah. apparently because it was know. illegal. Right, but uh, he did get busted by the DNR. He did, yeah. yeah. they managed to hunt him down and uh, found it. I think he took it to it, maybe even had taken it to a taxidermist. Oh. Shame he didn't let it go. Wrong thing to do. Wrong thing. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 